Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on and... You're listening to the Smart Start Now Show, where we believe every business should have a smart start, whatever your ethnic background. This podcast will examine the global challenges facing minority entrepreneurs in business. We will tackle the challenges of access to capital, alternative funding sources, and community economic development. I'm your host, Richard Snow. I'm a senior commercial financing professional, national speaker, and a contributor to multiple magazines and newspapers. But above all, an advocate for economic equality through entrepreneurship. I will have the privilege of interviewing minority disruptors and influencers, reshaping this generation's now theory of business. At Smart Start, we hope to educate, inspire, and uplift the global melting pot of entrepreneurs all over the world. So I welcome you to your Smart Start. Welcome back to the Smart Start Now podcast. We are happy today to have in our presence Jack Wilson. Jack is the Chief Development Officer of the Eckert Group. Jack oversees sales and marketing for two entities, the Family Financial Centers, which is a franchise operation with over 50 locations nationwide, and the Family Partners Insurance. Jack also is the owner and operator and principal of Liquid Capital of Greater Philadelphia a certified MBE company focused on accelerating cash flow for small and mid-market B2B businesses. In all three businesses, Jack helps people get access to alternative financial services. Repeat that. Jack helps people get access to alternative financial services. Jack is focused on helping small businesses, especially women-owned, veteran-owned, and minority-owned firms in the greater Philadelphia area and nationwide. Um, Jack also serves as a certified business mentor for the Philadelphia chapter of SCORE. And he has taken time out of his busy schedule to come here and share his gift with the Smart Start Now community. So Jack, I thank you and we welcome you to our show. Thank you, Richard, and it's great to be here. Excellent, excellent. So without further ado, I don't want to waste no time. We want to get right into the first question here. What opportunities do you see for minorities who are interested in using franchising as a vehicle to build their legacy? Well, Richard, there's plenty of opportunities, you know, and it's something I say when people ask me, uh, what do I do? And I tell people uh, that I help others achieve their dreams of business ownership, and we do it through providing a proven business model and getting access to capital. Now, when you have those things, what you're looking for then are the opportunities, just as you asked. And it's virtually unlimited at this point, Richard. Whether it's adult or child care, food service, home services, professional services, there's so many opportunities now for franchising. Whether a person's a minority, a woman, a veteran, or none of those things, Franchising is a vehicle to achieve that dream of business ownership. But the key, Richard, is to find the right fit. 
and that's a mutual fit for both parties. When you speak to mutual fit, that really is a great segue into our next question. Why is franchising a better fit for legacy building than a private business? Um, do you still have equal ownership? Uh, what are some of the pros and cons? Can you elaborate? Yes, that's an excellent question. It's a question I get often. Um, and, and here's how you want to think of it. Uh, a lot of people are really good at one discipline. Uh, maybe they're good at, at selling and presenting. Maybe they're good at manufacturing. Maybe they're good at the numbers. But most people are not good at everything. So what franchising allows someone to do is use the skill set or the discipline that they are strong in, and they use a proven model that provides guidance and guardrails, if you will, for those other areas. See, many people have come out of the corporate world, and they say, hey, I'm going to do something different. Well, you can go on your own. There's a lot of trial and error there, um, um, and you, you may be recreating a wheel that's already done. So what franchising does is it allows you to be in business. You're, not, you're in business for yourself, as you said, but not by yourself. All of a sudden, you have this infrastructure, this support, this proven model around you. You zero in on your piece of expertise, and then you use the built-in system for the others. That makes it a good fit for those who maybe are looking at building a business after leaving the corporate world. Maybe they're in their late 30s. Maybe they're in their 40s or 50s or, yes, maybe even in their 60s. So they want to hit the ground running. They don't want to spend time uh, and, and having difficulty with uh, – uh, starting something new. The other key piece is access to capital. It's hard enough for an established business to get uh, a line of credit or, or funds from uh, the banking institutions right now. It's even more challenging when you come with your great idea. No matter how great it is, if the bank hasn't see, seen it being proved out, then they're less inclined to have it go through underwriting. If it's a franchise model that's been in business for 10, 15, 20 years or more, well, that bank's going to think very differently around providing access to the capital the person needs to start their business. So those are just a few of the benefits of franchising. Excellent. Uh, and I know at the Family Financial Center, y'all have an amazing infrastructure. I've had the opportunity to tour your facility and looked at all the due diligence and the training from a financial standpoint from OFAC um, to making sure everybody is in compliance to meet the bank standards and guidelines and standard operating procedures. And, and you have uh, such a strong team and different synergies that play off of that team. So please explain to me why the Family Financial Centers has a competitive advantage in the MSB industry. Explain what MSB is and how they can take advantage of that, and why is that an excellent choice for somebody considering to start a new business? Great. Um, that's an excellent question, Richard, and there's so many facets to answer that, but I'm going to be as succinct as possible. You know, I had that same question asked to me uh, um, back in 20, 2018 uh, by Black Enterprise, and there in an article I mentioned that it was a, or they mentioned in their headline that it was a great investment for owners and communities. And those are the two elements that I talk about besides that third one of building a legacy. So let me start with the MSB industry. So the MSB industry, MSB is an acronym for money service businesses. So there's over 14,000 of them around the country. Um, another name for them might be a check cashing store, 
um, where there's check cashing being done, uh, money, um, uh, money transfer, uh, money orders, bill payment, and a whole array of, of services like that. Now, the interesting thing is they're filling a void that um, the banks created by leaving the communities. Um, uh, the other interesting thing is that the states regulate the pricing on things like that. For example, in Philadelphia, you won't get charged any more than a certain percentage. It's, it's as low as 3% or lower for a check to be cashed there, and some find that to be a value as opposed to the risk of uh, having a, a bounce check in a bank. Uh, but these are in communities. And, you know, Richard, in many um, scenarios, I've been with you know, friends and others where we've spoken about making a change, making a difference in the community. The most powerful way to make a difference in the community, or at least one of the top ways, is through business ownership. You have a voice uh, as a business owner. Uh, and you provide jobs as a business owner. You can be a change agent in the community. So rather than complain about who is buying uh, in, in the in, this, in in your community, you can be one of those who buy in the community and provide services that people already need. And you do so at a fair price, and you do so in a dignified and professional way. Excellent. Now I heard you talk from a personal financing standpoint, but do family financial centers have commercial side to it? Is there something supporting the small mom and pop construction company or the bodega down at the corner? Is there some benefit for them with the services? Absolutely, Richard. In fact, you just touched on the fastest growing segment of this industry. Uh, while it's true that when you're looking at franchises, what you want to do is, is zero in on the industry and then the company that's doing the franchising, do, do they have um, a their finger on the temperature of that industry? And can they give you the expertise and the credibility that they have so that you can take advantage of the momentum? And that's what we've done here. So in this industry, although checks, the number of checks, paper checks, have declined from a payroll standpoint because a lot of them have gone on to cards. Um, but what we have seen is that small businesses still have a challenge with access to credit. So those contractors that you mentioned, the small businesses, um, they become major clients to MSBs, and they use it very strategically to accelerate their cash flow, and everybody wins. The small business person, their employees, because they are able to make payroll without bouncing their payroll checks, and, of course, the owner of the money service business. It's a very symbiotic relationship. It's something that communities benefit from when they're run the right way. Excellent. I think it was important to shed light because you have to promote the positives of why the business is there in the community and how it is supporting the community. You know, my eyes were open when I had a conversation with you and I was able to visit the headquarters. And the next question, I want to switch it a little bit. I want to know what your thoughts are behind some of the trends impacting minorities and business in general. What are some of the trends impacting? What are some of the, the strengths, the weaknesses, some of the threats out there so we can have a, a pretty good barometer of what 2020 will look like? Yeah, so the major issue um, uh, is always access to capital. Um, so access to capital is, is, is a variable that has to always be considered. Um, now, when you have uh, partners like we do with companies like Benetrends and, and the SBA banks and those types of um, financing options are made available 
when a person's looking at a viable franchise. Yes. Not so much when they have a startup idea that they just came up with. So that's one of the things you want to uh, think about. The other thing is with, with business in general is the, um, the regulatory piece, whether it be our industry or other industries, um, how you handle your taxes, how you set your company up, yes. um, the type of employees that you have, the type of training you do, understanding what you need to do uh, from a responsibility standpoint around all those areas, employment, uh, taxes, uh, as well as compliance in any of these industries um, is really uh, a, a piece that people need to keep in mind, whether they're with a franchise and they're going to get some guidance, or if they're trying to do it on their own, they may not get the guidance they need. Um, so that could be a challenge as well. And then you have a myriad of franchises out there. There's close to 4,000 franchises now, Richard, out there. Wow. So doing your due diligence, um, can really take time. It's always good to have a good um, uh, business consultant who can walk you through. Here's your strengths. Here's your weaknesses. Uh, these are the things you're looking to do from a quality of life standpoint, from an income standpoint, from an access to capital standpoint. And then you can really put a plan together uh, to be able to focus on what it is that you want to do and uh, have somebody help you get there. So there's a lot of trends uh, and I guess the other big one that we don't see moving the way it should be is minorities using uh, franchising as a model. Yes. The interesting thing about it is, you know, when you look at uh, organizations like the International Franchise Association, they recognize that need. They actually have uh, an entire initiative around exposing uh, business ownership through franchising um, to really help uh, o open that up. But when you look at certain high-profile, for example, athletes like somebody like Shaquille O'Neal, <laughs> you know, he went right into franchising. He has over 40 24-hour fitness franchises, yes. over 17 Andy Ann's pretzel franchises, and over 155 Five Guys Burgers and Fries franchises. Now, something must be right. He's got all the money in the world, yet he decides to zero in on franchises. Because he knows that it's not just a job. He didn't want that. He wanted something to leave his family. Business ownership is a way to create a legacy for your family. And franchising is a way to hit the ground running to create that legacy, especially if you get started later in life in your 40s and 50s or more. And we know when you first mentioned access to capital, uh, we're actually going to do a series and go through each alternative financing resource that is out there so smart start now audience just know that just know that it's coming we're going to really dive deeper into how you can utilize your retirement tax deferred what type of leasing structures you can use sba 7a 504 conventional financing vc private equity money hard money lending it's so many other options out there that can be utilized to get you started down the path of entrepreneurship. Um, it, it would take a, a two-hour session. Jack, you agree to unload, right? <laughs> so that's a great segue. And um, to plug, um, the IFA Diversity Council uh, will be a great resource, and I'll have that information on the website where you can click on the link. It'll be on the social media page. We can go to the IFA Diversity Council, which I am proud to be a newly board member of that council. We'll be inducted in Orlando next month, 
and look forward to really helping push the barometer of diversity and entrepreneurship. Jack, I thank, I thank you for pushing that out there. But it's our goal to really Jack's mission, my mission, and all of the audience typically you'll see on this show here is to push entrepreneurship and diversity. Because without that inclusive entrepreneurship, we don't have a seat at the table. And now we, we need to create that seat at the table. And we, we are through franchising, through starting your own business. So I, I thank you for that, Jack. And congrats, um, Richard, on that appointment. That's a significant role that needs to be played. And through your leadership, I think um, I think we're going to see some results. And I'm always here to help, as you know. Uh, you're, you're already on my list, Jack. We're going to work together to push this barometer forward when it's all said and done. We, we should be able to raise it another 20%. What you think? <laughs> that should be a good goal. That's a great goal. Go for it. Absolutely. So how can people reach you? How can they reach you to discuss how to become a franchisee of the Family Financial Center? And how can they talk to you if they want to be mentored by you through SCORE? Excellent. So uh, let's start with SCORE. So with SCORE, I'm a certified um, SCORE mentor in the Philadelphia chapter. So it's easy enough. You can go to SCORE, S-C-O-R-E dot com uh, or org. I'm sorry, SCORE.org. Um, and whatever city that you're listening from, uh, you can uh, request a mentor there. Um, I'm in the Philadelphia chapter, uh, but there are chapters all over the country and um, uh, very well-qualified people that can help us uh, or help you. Uh, the other thing is to contact me here at Family Financial Centers. We have a toll-free number. It's 855-851-7499. And our um, website is www familyfinancialcenters.com. Excellent. Well, we thank you, Jack, for just taking some time out of your day, blessing us with the information you provided. I know the seed sown will be reaped by one of our audience members out here, and I'm always available and, and leave myself open to you as well, any way that I can support. Uh, I definitely appreciate your partnership, friendship, and support and mentorship. So thank you. Thank you for being a part of the show, and you have an amazing day. Thank you, Richard. Thanks. Every week, Smart Start Now will share the entrepreneurship stories from our global village around the world. To learn more information on Smart Start Now, go to www.smartstartnow.net to listen to past episodes or just learn about our future initiatives. Once again, we thank you for listening to Smart Start Now.